Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name's Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. Or should I say the goose to my maverick? Ooh. Because this week we're talking about the 80s classic Top Gun. <sighs> Mate, it's the school for the very best. The fire pilots of the fire pilots, the very best. The top 1%. Yes. Which is a point that I actually comes up later it doesn't really make any sense to me but you know what it doesn't matter now why are we talking about this well very soon the film top gun maverick a sequel that's been in the works apparently for years they they actually filmed it in 2018 but pandemics reshoots covid lockdowns are finally getting it in 2022 this mm. film that let's be honest it's got rave reviews already yeah, do we need it? That's the question. Do, do we need a, a sequel to the 1986 uh, Tony Scott Top Gun? So we came from a position of, is the good one, it was 1986 it was made, it's been a number of years, was it even that good? Does it deserve a sequel? Would you watch a sequel based on the original? Mm. So we went back, we had a look, and this is our thesis, our if argument. It, <laughs> if this is your first time, welcome. We do get around the mics each week to talk about a different movie topic or theme on the quest to find the greatest of all time. We've done this before. We do we do um, 80s quite frequently on this podcast, and we have looked at, in quite detail, some of the classics from the 80s, including things like Back to the Futures. We've done uh, Die Hard. We, you know, we've done... Uh, Highlander. Highlander, a whole host of Lost films Boys. That we, we really, really love uh, those 80s movies because they paved the way for some great... Movies in the 90s, the 2000s, and and obviously now in modern cinema. The 80s is that pop culture time that, you know, it's just infinitely awesome to go back to. Top Gun is one that we've dodged. And I think I'll probably confess- We barrel rolled out of the way, mate. I, I think it's mainly because of me, because I've never really liked Top Gun. I would say I've seen it twice in my whole life. That's once as a young film enthusiast checking out this movie that, people were quoting that had this soundtrack that was a vehicle for Tom Cruise becoming the biggest action star of all time. A film with dog fights and Val Kilmer and, you know, machoism and alpha males and volleyball, volleyball. and fucking all that stuff. Aviators, mate. Aviators, yeah. And and um, I watched it once and was disappointed and I've not re-watched it until we said we were going to do this for this podcast. And I'm right off the bat, my opinion has not changed. I miss what everyone loves about this film. So I am going to take quite a uh, negative approach to this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to make fun of it too much, but uh, there are some well, things that I do have to bring up that grind my gears. That's a great starting point. So this film came out in 1986, as you mentioned several times, my birth year. Mm. It's the most important of all the years. Of course. Um, where I come from is I've seen this film multiple times, but my dad worked in a RAF. He worked on aircraft, so he worked on it for something like 30 years. This is the sort of film that when you watch, he fucking hates this film. <laughs> he hates this film. You know, like in a film where... When you're watching a film about musicians and you could tell they're not playing the instruments correctly, they're not playing that right, Mr. won't go for that long, they won't be that close when they're dogfighting. Literally, all I, when I watched this film, all I could think was my old man chirping away about how inaccurate it is. So yeah, I read this online this week, that whereas NASA use Armageddon as a, as a training tool for what not to do and, and actually they get um, recruits to spot how many inaccuracies are in that movie, the Navy do something very similar <laughs> with Top Gun and, uh, and, and how uh, inaccurate it is. Some of the points that Papa Woozy's mentioned are certainly in my talking points later on. It's a, it's a, it is a blockbuster hit. I mean, you're looking at Tom Cruise, Tim Robbins, Kelly McGuinness, you've got Anthony Edwards, would you be an ER fan? Yeah, yeah. Big uh, Dr. Green is literally the only two things he's famous for. Mike Lyons side, I think that's the Val Kilmer, Tom Skirrett. Um, Meg Ryan. Yeah, you go. You knew it was the 80s. James Tolkien, you know it's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the 80s movies we've covered, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, episode 100. 
Great, great episode. <laughs> um, James Tolkien, yeah. Um, yeah, it's what it is, it's Tolkien. It's, it's, I, I, the source material didn't interest me enough when I was younger and it certainly doesn't now. It's like these alpha, it's, the top of the top, battling it for the, the, the award of Top Gun. It's so far removed from anything you actually know as well. There's no way, like, if you're watching an alien film, there's a disbelief. Mm. So you know, like, the prime example is Independence Day. You know, they have fighter jets in that. We can understand it from an alien inspection, in an alien invasion, you know, we could kind of get it. But when they're talking about G's and, and Top Guns and MIGs and all of this stuff, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> F something or another fighter jet. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. And also, and it's got something that's going to come up in my thesis. And this isn't a play by play. It's a thesis. Mm. Um, a lot of questionable remarks. Now, close your eyes. Are we starting already? Oh, you've got. I'm going to do some trivia. To start with. Oh, I've right. got loads of trivia. Let's do some trivia. Let's wet the let's wet the appetite. Because someone okay. might not have seen this movie for for a time. Oh, mine was good. Call. Right. So I'll start off with. Did you know that John Travolta? John Travolta was the original choice to play Maverick. I did, but he just suffered a couple of box office flops, and so the studio didn't want him. Do you know that also Patrick Swayze, Emilio ah. Estevez, Nicholas Cage, John Cusack, Matthew Broderick, Sean, Sean Penn, Penn, and Tom Hanks all turned down the role. Uh, as did Charlie Sheen, Kevin Bacon, and Robert Downey Jr. Just saying that we've missed out on a top. Gun starring Nicholas Cage. <laughs> In an alternative, if you go back to last week, that's why I would use that power for. I would go to different movie <laughs> verses to see Nicholas Cage in different films. Um, it, even Cruz was hesitant to play the role. Producer Bruckheimer said they took Tom up there and did five Gs. They do barrel rolls, they do everything. He's heaving in the plane. He gets on the tarmac, runs to a payphone, and he says, I'm in. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. And then apparently then he really helped develop the character, which is weird because there's no character in, in Maverick. He's, <laughs> he's not likable at all. As, a, as your main star, so unrelatable, so unrealistic. Just, I can't, I couldn't stand him. I couldn't stand him. <laughs> By the end of the movie, I was like, what a dick. Don't not a team player. No, no, not at all. We'll literally throw you under the bus to, nope. to like get his own way. Won't listen. <laughs> no arc to him whatsoever. He he's desperate to be the Top Gun. I right? for now. He does have a character arc. He is is he thinks he's great. At some point he doesn't, and then he gets told, "No, you are great." I yeah. like it. You, but you're not the best. <laughs> you know. um, yeah. Do you know that the real Top Gun score imposes a five dollar fine for anyone that quotes the film? That's brilliant. I love that. The, I would say that these are off the internet, so take them with a pinch of salt. Oh, they may be say, real or not. Due to Paramount having to use actual Navy aircraft and Navy ships. Uh, time to record in the military vehicle was limited, so the actors were actually flown in the skies for their scenes. Maverick stunt double will later become an astronaut. I did hear about that. that. Yeah, really cool. I, I saw the costings as well and back it, in the day. How I, much it cost to take them up there? I used to, it is amazing that they went to that next level for this film. Yeah, so <laughs> the naval ship that they're based on to do much of the filming, particularly of the uh, of the jets, kind of taking off and landing to turn it to turn it to get it back so that there's consistency with the sunset or the sunrise. Um, it cost 250 grand to turn the boat and the, and the studio were like, do it. We need five more minutes of footage. So they had to do it. This film went majorly over budget, you majorly could, over. Uh, Val Kilmer didn't want to be in the film, but was forced to by contractual obligations. However, it later went on to be one of his most uh, iconic roles and was the biggest hit of 1986. Hey, did you know while we're on Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer purposely acted like a bully to Tom Cruise on set so that that tension when filming was real. I did hear that as well, that him and Anthony Edwards, uh, Tom Cruise and Anthony Edwards didn't, didn't um, socialise with any of the other actors. They could keep that outsider uh, mentality going. I've, I've got my best fact next. 
The Pentagon uh, charged Paramount Pictures 1.8 million to use the planes and the aircraft carriers. And then there was a running cost for every time they got additional things like uh, fuel dumps, which the film does over and over again uh, for no reason whatsoever. And again, le- reading back to some of the experts and the pros and the, those that actually work on fighter jets, are like, why do they keep dumping the fuel? Like, that's the one thing you wouldn't do in a dogfight. You need the fuel. <laughs> do you want my favourite one here, mate? And I'm sure you've got this. A bomber jacket and Ray-Ban aviator sunglasses jumped up 40% sales-wise due to their use in this yeah. film. And this was the thing, wasn't it? It's the um, reading, particularly about the bomber jackets, the logos the patches are all designer and when they showed it tested it to um to the navy they were like we don't we don't put badges like that on our uniforms and tony scott the director replied saying i'm not doing this for you i'm doing it for the farmers in the who don't know any different and think it looks cool yeah and then you're thinking yeah but you're making it about the navy surely you want to impress the navy no fucking farmers Um, Yeah, riding on the back of the film's success, the US Navy set up recruiting booths outside major cinemas to try and catch people on the way out that were adrenaline-charged to try and get them to sign up to the military. Ooh, have you got any more? Yeah, loads. Highest racing movie of 1986 took 177 million in the US alone, 356 million worldwide. Australian hit Crocodile Dundee was second. Oh, Platoon was third. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The film is credited with uh, starting the home movie uh, franchise. So originally VHS tapes priced at $100 and were only given out or bought purchased by stores that would rent to recoup that $100. However, Pepsi came on board and uh, financed the home video use by having a Pepsi advert at the beginning of each one. There's also some Pepsi product placement in the movie as well, if you can spot it. Um, I but do. Yeah. I know exactly the scene as well. We spills the tray of the free drinks on the general's already had a coffee on him. And then Oh he, no, the, I had uh, I had when the guy says he crashed and burns and he's weirdly got a toy plane and then there's a Pepsi right in front of him and he yeah. goes he goes, You stink. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going, I'm coming to that in a bit. <laughs> Fucking the dialogue in this movie is diabolical. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's fought in many ways to have um yeah, started the whole VHS revolution. Um, we've talked about the actors that turned down the main role, but in the supporting roles, uh, Jodie Foster, Daryl Hannah, Diane Lane, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Linda Hamilton, and Carrie Fisher all turned down uh, roles as well. Yeah. The role of Charlie. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, spoilers, Cougar was meant to crash and die, uh, and that's why Maverick takes the place at the Top Gun Academy. However, the Navy asked for this scene to be removed because, again, it was supposed to support recruitment. 1986 jet fuel was pretty cheap, about $1 per gallon. Fuck. However... I know that stings, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, however, Paramount still paid $10,000 an hour every time they went up in an F-14 jet. Jesus Christ. Uh, I've just got a couple of the uh, characters. So everyone in this movie has a, oh, a call sign. Okay, so what do you want me to do? Give you the name and then you tell me what their call sign is? Yeah, yeah. So obviously Tom Cruise, Pete Matt Mitchell. Rick. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. Goose. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Nice man. Rick Naven, Lieutenant Rick Naven. Slider. Hollywood. Oh, he's the other pilot then. Leonard Wolf? Wolfman. Of course, yeah. So then, yeah, Ron Kerner is Slider. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Williams? Yeah, I've got him. I don't know. So then you've got Sundown. Oh, Sundown. Chipper. Cougar. Cougar. Merlin, played by... Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, blinking, you miss him. And actually, his character was meant to be... That was meant to be his name was Merlin. And so his core sound was going to be Wizard. And then it was only when they started, they were like, actually, your name's Tom. Uh, no, your name's Sam Willis, but you, you call Sans uh, Merlin. Stinger. Oh. Is James Tolkien, the commander that you see in the beginning and at the end of the movie. Um, 
Charlie obviously is, uh, is uh, Kelly McGuinness. Yeah. Jester is Michael Ironsides. He is. And then last one is Viper. Viper played by Tom Skirrett and that is Mike Metcalf. Ooh. Bruce Springsteen, Judas Priest, Ryan Adams all declined the the use of their music in the film because of the uh, pro-war, well, lust for law. As, yeah, it's like pro, you see this pro-military, pro-war for some reason. And uh, Tom Cruise spent four months promoting the movie internationally and is said to be the first actor to support promotion on an international market. Now it is written into many contracts. Ooh. So actually, Tom Cruise is really fascinating. When you hear actors talk about his his diehard ambition to be the number one action star of all time, even in his earliest performances, you know, after the film's wrap or at the end of the day, would go back, would um, not socialise. Was so, you hear a lot of actors saying from day one, he was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the top of the game. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I think certainly Tom Cruise certainly backed this movie. I think saw the potential success of it. Um, and yeah, did a four month promotional tour internationally. And he's now, I've, I imagine most actors now fucking hate him. Like, Cheers, Tom. Now we're going to go all over the world and do this shit. Before we get into the movie, I, I will say, and I agree, uh, I just want to touch on a point, sorry, that Papa Woozy mentioned about the inaccuracies. So although I don't get this movie and I don't attach myself to this movie because I find these, uh, the main point, one, I'm not interested in in aero, like aviation and, and dogfights and stuff. And the second, I, there's not a likable character in this movie. There's no one that I'm like, oh, really back that person. Goose. Goose to a degree, I suppose, yeah. He's, but then when you know what happens to Goose. But I will say though, um, writers in the Jim Cash, Jack Emps, and of course, Tony Scott, I think they did push technical filmmaking of the 80s. The, you can't deny that capturing the footage that they captured, putting the cameras on the tail fins of the planes. Um, yes, they had to adapt the law of 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 uh, warfare by because you just can't get planes will be so far apart you will yeah. get them in the same shot so the, uh, the editing as well has got to be phenomenal but the cut back to some of the tense moments or you are watching a plane with a lock symbol they're mm. trying to get locked but that's in spliced the editing is is, is phenomenal it is and, and I imagine a, a dogfight in the sky is chaotic and, it, and it's hard and so they, I think they really do make the best to make those scenes and when you look at the film uh, about an hour and 40 runtime, you're probably 20 minutes 25 minutes of this film in cockpits of people with face masks on just saying stupid stuff like come on get him in my sight you can't have this just talking all bravo and macho and whatever it is um, but it's this splicing of then the scenes of the the jet carriers and the takeoff and the landings and stuff that do make it actually a real technical feat. And it's probably the only thing that would get me in the cinema to watch Maverick is I think, I imagine that film also pushes the boundary. Yeah. I think what Tom Cruise is doing in the Mission Impossible movies, you know, strapping himself to the sides of buildings and aeroplanes and God knows what. Um, I imagine it's a spectacle to see what they've done. And this film is visceral. It's loud. It's, you know, it's, I think it's filmed, like I said, I, I appreciated it watching it now, older, um, that yes, they took some liberties, but they did the best they could to make the film engaging in what is otherwise, to me, not a very engaging topic. Mm. Uh, but then again, I don't come from a military background. I don't come from a family that are in the military and served and stuff like that. And, you know, but first question before we get going is, do you think this movie, because I have a 16-month-old, is appropriate? Uh, not because of blood, gore, violence or swearing, just because it's shit. Yeah, yeah. She right. watched it, and I felt really bad afterwards. You could have, you yeah. It's not too bad. Let's start with the film, right? Before we start, oh, sound, before we start. <laughs> soundtrack is often labelled as one of the best of all time. So I've picked five songs from it, the f- famous five, just to see what you think of him. Sign off with the old Kenny Loggins, Danger Zone. He's so good that they use it three times in this movie. I'd like. 
from the go. Imagine seeing in the cinema and Kenny Loggins. And bear in mind, the film, this is what's interesting as well. That Kenny Loggins took the song. So the film, the song was written for the film. Yeah. And Kenny Loggins then did they, it. They went, for, they went for a different band. The same happens with another song as well, in a minute. Is it a Berlin song? Uh, maybe. Uh, but keeping on Kenny Loggins, playing with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got, to have a, you've got to have a montage scene with a volleyball, haven't you? It's, um, I'll be honest, I really hate, I, I never realised what I didn't like. I don't like the song Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis. And it's because of this film. It's just, it's not even the fact that they sing it in a bar. It's when they're in a plane randomly saying, great bars, fine. Just like, why? Yeah. Shut up, goose. I like, I like um, Jerry Lee Lewis's boogie woogie piano style. Yeah. Which, you know, you often, Jules Holland kind of does, you know, that, Ooh, that very, nice. very rapidly kind of playing, which I like, <laughs> but. Maybe one of the worst songs I've ever heard. You've lost that loving feeling. I fucking hate that song. It's made worse by fucking actors that can't sing singing it. <laughs> what about an actual band that can sing with the song Take My Breath Away, which I'll be honest, when we were doing this film, my biggest hate point was I fucking hate this I song. I hate this song. I hate this song. And I've said on this podcast numerous times, and that is... The other reason why I don't like this movie is because I know it's coming and when it comes, I'm like, God, I hate this And also, I've, I've, I was watching this, it doesn't, when you first hear it, it doesn't fuck off for about, it runs, <laughs> no. it, it goes for about 10 minutes. They really get the money's worth for the songs in this, don't they? Because they, like I said, they use Danger Zone a few times and this one keeps cropping back in. Oh, right. So I've got, a, I've got a thesis here. I don't know if you want to do this before or after. It's called The Maverick Conundrum. I want this now. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, Maverick means an independent individual who does not go along with a group or party. According to the internet, which I was researching, call signs are assigned by squadrons, your first squadrons, and are based on someone's personality or foibles. So Goose, Mother Goose, maybe mothering. Iceman, we know he's called Iceman because he's methodical, cool, calculated, calm. What does the name Maverick tell us? Well, as said, it's someone who does not follow the rules. As I've said on this podcast, someone who doesn't follow the rules probably shouldn't be in charge of a military aircraft. An F-14 Tomcat costs $38 billion or $30 million. Training a US fire pilot costs $10.9 million or $8.8 British dollars. For that, you could buy two Alan Shearers, <laughs> one Rolls-Royce boat tail, which is the most expensive car in the world that retails at $29 million, or nine or nine and a half million packs of Sudafed. <laughs> he has a history of disobeying orders, and every time he disobeys orders, he is randomly rewarded. So, do we blame Maverick and his inability to follow the rules on Maverick himself, or for the US military for spending all this money on a man whose name literally means, I will not follow your orders? Right. And this is a paradox. I 100% agree with what you're saying here. Like, you can't put Maverick in front of anything and think it's, think it's good. At least for someone who's flying... A, you know, a jet engine, a, a fucking jet in the, the top flight dog yeah, exactly. fight academy. <laughs> like, here's the example. Here's the example. Ah, he's a real maverick surgeon. <laughs> so you like, can't yeah. have it, can you? Well, if you heard that, would you be happy? Yeah. Is, <laughs> he must be the best because yeah. he doesn't follow the standard rules. Let's change it. Real maverick dinner lady. <laughs> right? You know, it just doesn't work. You, doesn't you, work. you want to eat that burger? But yeah. cinema <laughs> loves this shit. Cinema loves putting people in institutions where, like, say, they they must follow the rules. They're gifted, but they're cursed. They're brilliant, but they're a loose cannon. You know, it's it's it, there's so many of these. I mean, the best the best is at least Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon because he is a loose cannon. He is the Lethal Weapon, but he's not the fucking best in it. You know what I mean? He's like he's just he's just he's a, he's a cop. Um, but you know this this keeps coming around in cinema, doesn't it? Of just you know this person who's got this backstory, they're brilliant, but they just don't apply themselves. They're gifted, but they just don't like um, structure or they don't like authority. Mm. 
and oh, give him a laugh, you know, and maybe this is the one. But yeah, I, I don't know. Give him someone else's <laughs> life as well, you know, over the cockpit. <sighs> On March the third, nineteen sixty-nine, the United States Navy established an elite school for the top one percent of its pilots. Its purpose was to teach the lost art of aerial combat. Where did that go? They were just there in the sky, mate. Waiting for people to run out of yeah. fuel. 9.45 to 9.69. Just everyone forgot. <laughs> what are you doing up there? <laughs> just, I don't know. Might do a Sudoku. Yeah. <laughs> Um, its purpose was to teach lost art and to ensure that the handful of men who graduated were the best fighter pilots in the world. They succeeded. Did they? Because this movie just makes them all look dumb. <laughs> Today, the Navy calls it Fighter Weapons School. The Flyers call it Top Gun. Here we go. I do, I do go back. 80s, though. Love a crawl at the beginning of an 80s movie. Yeah. It, Soft, synthy 80s music just pulsating in the background. The clacking of the snare drum. You get this text coming up and it's like Top Gun. You're like, oh, we're in. We're straight in. We are in. After four minutes of men hanging around on a carrier jet watching jet porn mm. <laughs> take off and land, we finally get to see some movie. It's fucking so long. Then four minutes are unbearable. <laughs> Just what I love about it is you've got very enthusiastic, and I assume they're actual re people doing the arm movements mm. for time. They're having the time of their life. They, they are the only people having fun. There's a, there's a, <laughs> this film is full of like, uh, sunrise. Apparently, planes only take off at sunrise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, they're all out, they're all on deck. They kind of get, you know they're fueling up the jets and everything. The second the first one goes off, it takes to a party. They're like, <laughs> yeah, fucking yes. <laughs> they they that, love those jets. That guy loves his job. Anyway, I put up on here. Cut to montage of pl- of uh, planes preparing on a navy sh- um, ship. Wind, sunset, the sound of engines firing up. Fuck it, danger zone. Right, so we know that it's sunrise that these planes go up. Mm. Yeah, only bring it up because time doesn't really exist in this film. <laughs> but two bad MiG 28s are up to no good, start making trouble in the neighborhood. So two planes are sent up to intercept. <laughs> what I love about this is there's two MiGs sent up. There's there's two MiGs in the air. What are their motives? <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> don't come up. <laughs> a, things start to heal. We see our first mustache <laughs> as the eroticism for jets intensifies. <laughs> One piloted by Bill Cougar Cortell and his Rio, Sam Merlin Wells, with the other plane being piloted by Pete Maverick Mitchell and his Rio, Nick Goose Bradshaw. Which one of these stands out? The guy called Maverick. <laughs> the MiGs are bad news, flying around, doing flying. <laughs> Not doing anything. I, I just, there's a bogey, 10 miles out. Who Who's up there to check it out? The sweatiest pilots we could find. <laughs> Maverick gets missile lock on one, which quickly runs away. Meaning, why did it travel all this way? <laughs> well, they're just they're testing boundaries, aren't they? I, I, mean, know, that's what, that's I think that's what one of, it goes back to. Because luckily, a lot of because as a as a, as a non aviator yeah. myself, uh, you do need someone off screen, normally looking at a radar to tell you shit that you're supposed to know. It's like they're just they're, they're pushing boundaries, sir. You know, it's it, it really, they, they're saying that to me because I have no idea why. No, that's there. good then because the other MiG that doesn't piss off, it gets missile lock on Cougar and it won't stop. Mm. Like the wrong and it is. It's just, just there. Best advice ever here from, uh, he's like, don't shoot unless shot upon. Yeah, well, he's got missile lock. What I love about this is, no one panic. Yeah. <laughs> they're perfectly calm, which suggests why did you, why did you panic earlier? But it doesn't matter because these MiG-28s, mate, they come up a lot. They're the best, plat- they're the mm. best shit. Um, Maverick, 
not allowed to fire on the MiG, decides to fly inverted while Goose takes a nice Polaroid as he gives him the middle finger. Dogfight Tom Fuller is Tom Cruise twists and flips and somersaults the aircraft on two MiGs before scaring them off. I mean, he could have just got missile lock on it. Yeah. I mean... I mean, who's the real hero? They fucked off out of this movie. <laughs> they knew where this film was going. Well, maybe they came back later. Um, the whole situation scares Cougar, who loses his mind, and Maverick disobeys his first order of the film <laughs> <laughs> to return, but he goes back and he guides Cougar back. Yeah, so Cougar gets a bit of a scare because he's had the lock on him. He's had the lock on him and he basically, this is, right, so if you, I don't know about you, but if you and I are ever drafted and you put a picture of your wife and daughter on your frames, you can see them, I know that we're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so anyone who has no emotional attachments, they're the only people that survive, so please don't do that. Yeah, when told to return, Tom Cruise, aka Maverick, has other plans. Screw authority, let's not have a little thing like low fuel or orders from your general or the life of your co-pilot stop Tom Cruise from being a dick. Yeah, also he's run out of fuel. They've all run out of fuel. What I love about this is fuel just instantly fucks off yeah, whenever it wants in this. It's just like, no, you've run out of fuel. Also, night time now. Um, turns out Cougar was top choice to attend Top Gun. Now, bear with me here. A sort of high school for the best pilots to teach the art of dogfighting, something which we know they can do based yeah. on the evidence of the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Despite Maverick disobeying an order, he is rewarded by taking Cougar's place at Top Gun. Cougar's retired, he's finished, he's done. As he's leaving, he thanks only Maverick, dick. I know. <laughs> And, right, so this is this is the bit. So the, the premise of the movie is this top one percent going to this, like you say, this uh, academy or or one point one. And your your number one person got got scared off in a, in a terrifying situation, yeah. but got scared out of it. This is the same. This is the same guy though that took off his breathing mask to breathe better. <laughs> so yeah. probably shouldn't have gone anyway. I just and then, I, you got, then you're like, who else do we send? Well, they send the one called Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. It gets nice back and forth here with the guy from uh, he, 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 he yeah, man, James or, Tolkien. Yeah, James, James Tolkien, Tolkien undoes his belt and dumps a load of exposition about how <laughs> reckless Maverick is. A guy it's, literally named Maverick and then promotes him and Goose to Top Gun. See you, Tim Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is, this. I've just moved recently. Next, we see Tom Cruise uh, going to the school. He's on mm. the motorbike, making me think, how's everything else going there? <laughs> <laughs> Does. Have you packed your helmet as well, Tom Cruise? Because yeah, that's going to come off no, a just, lot. No, you don't need that. No. At Top Gun, he meets instructors Viper and Jester. Can we just say as well, when he arrives, and it, it's like this film, if you haven't got it, that it's about planes by now. Oh, yeah. And, just, and the, when the, he fucking, he, he, he attends the school, drives up the runway and like salutes a jet. And I wish what, I went to the cockpit and went, who's that clown? What, what I love about it is he's so happy to see a jet. It's like, where did you think you were going? Yeah. <laughs> If we showed up and there was a bus there, you could see <laughs> I've never seen a bus before. That scene though, yeah, he's driving down the runway. And it's it's nice. I mean, you know, again, it's sunset, sunrise, fuck knows, and like there's a plane taking off. He's like, fucking yeah, it's a fucking love plane. <laughs> That'd be crazy if, it, if there's a tattoo. It just gets a tattoo says, I fucking love planes. Yeah. Um there's also Iceman, one of the most calculating and calm fire pilots, and his uh, Rio slider. There is also Hollywood and Wolfman, two over-the-top pilots who are definitely banging each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here, although in a classroom, the next scene should have been in the locker room, but that time will come. 
as egoism, machoism ooze out of Ironside's backside. You can see the erections in the reflection of every aviator in the room as sweat pours from the candidates as they throw pants at each other. Like a group of alphas, they take it in turns pissing and marking their territory. Val Kilmer is Iceman because he's cool or cold or fuck it, I don't know. Maybe he melts in heat. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> The best pilot of every class gets to come back and be an instructor. The point system is never explained. <laughs> which, which is good because then you, because you're told throughout the film <laughs> that they're very close and that there's like two, two points, points in it. it. <laughs> Just like, like, I don't know how much <laughs> At least when Liverpool play Man City, I know there's three points for a win. Honestly, mate, cinema ain't moved on much because you look at Hogwarts. <laughs> Yeah, 10 points to Gryffindor. What are we on now then? 10? I don't know. What I love about this is Viper asks who he thinks the best is and Maverick stands up and goes, it's going to be me. And Viper says, I like that in a pilot, despite the fact that he's seen as a crutch against him throughout the rest of the film. Uh, yeah, this, this bit is meant to be like these super cool elite guys and it's just like five-year-olds in the playground it's yeah. fucking embarrassing <laughs> bear in mind these are the people protecting you from from mig 28 yeah. <laughs> wherever they have come from the black hole of migs anyway and, and just tom skelly's character was like fuck i quit I can't, i'm not doing this right question one five points spell plane <laughs> see yeah just fuck it i'll do <laughs> anyway well you're in a new place it's time mm. to dress up and get fancy and go yeah. to a shit Put on your whites. Um, at a bar with so much fucking hairspray, you could smell it from mm. the screen. At a bar celebrating the start of pilot high school, <laughs> Maverick forces a woman to be extremely uncomfortable by singing to her in front of everyone and all the other students join in. Mm. At least he doesn't do something really predatory afterwards. Oh I follow her into the toilets. Oh my God. Um, they make awkward small talk and she pies him off to join another gentleman for a drink before she goes to the toilet. Maverick, forever the gentleman, follows her into the toilet where the woman is thankfully applying makeup and not having a shit. That would have been such an amazing I would have respected this film. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would have respected it way more if it did. Just went in and he was like, Charlie, <laughs> what did you eat off the buffet? Also, he's an to scumbag. He does a deal with Goose here for 20 quid. He can nail any woman. He's a And he kind of select, he kind of implies that he's going to use the counter in the lady's yes. bathroom. And she's like, oh, should we just do it? She's pying him off. She'll lead him off. It's like, oh, just do, no, she says on the floor. He's like, no, let's, let's mm. they'll be the gentleman. Let's do it on the counter. Yeah, all right then, strange man I've just met. Who introduces <laughs> himself as Maverick as well. What kind of dick does that? I'm not, I'm not in a fucking Wild West film with fucking Mel Gibson. That's true. <laughs> Witches. <laughs> Yeah, oh. yeah, proper predatory, this bit. This this doesn't hold up, does it? It's like, no. you're not taking no for an answer kind of character. And just the song and everything's really awkward. Also, Blink and you're missing, but Sundown, who later shows up, <coughs> yeah. he takes over singing and he's a bit better. Mm. There you go. Good for you, Sundown. Enjoy those two <laughs> minutes. Um, the next day, during lessons, <laughs> it's right so quickly. This comes up later. I just want to get this out here. No, fuck it, it'll come up in a sec. Is it, I, 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 what I love about this is two scenes ago, we was in the classroom. Now, yeah. let's do the lesson in a hangar. In a hangar, right. And one of them's wearing a cowboy What's <laughs> <laughs> going but, on? His name's Hollywood. <laughs> so what it's is like, going on? Um... <laughs> You've never seen you laugh so much since that fucking blanker oh. joke. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he wearing a cowboy hat? Like, surely, 
Surely the top one percent would just wear the uniform. <laughs> We're gonna need a minute. <coughs> yeah. The next day during lessons, the pilots are introduced to civilian contractor Charlotte Charlie Blackwood. It's the only. It's only the woman from the bar. She starts talking about the MiG doing stuff, but Maverick hits her up with some facts, saying that he's seen one and flipped it off and all that jazz. And the brief after the briefing, Charlie gets all hot and bothered about the MiG story. She fucking loves MiGs. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking loves them, mate. Also, I've got here randomly one of them wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> I've, I've put my man out of this. The bit. only thing that would make sense is that if he wore it on top of his helmet when flying. <laughs> <laughs> Again, would have respected it more. I've man out of this scene. Why is everyone in this film a complete tool? <laughs> I do like in the scene as well, where when he talks about that that uh, experience, and then he hmm. completely ignores the fact that Goose was with him. Yeah, Goose I, even goes. <laughs> the uh, the Doomers did that. <laughs> Just again, that's our hero. That's the person we're rooting for. Do you know what I actually think they screw up with Goose? I think they make Goose too lovable. So I, 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 yeah. think, I think the audience actually, you kind of, you're obviously supposed to care about Goose because you're supposed to care about Maverick. But later on, when he dies, sharp spoiler, you're only told the story from Maverick's point of view. Even Goose's wife talks about what it means for Maverick. Whereas as an audience member, I was like, I don't give a toss about Maverick. He killed mm. his best friend. <laughs> yeah. So- <laughs> I mean, Anthony Edwards as well, I think he went on with the DVD, the anniversary DVD that came out. Um, I think he was saying in that that, a lot of his, he was given a lot of freedom to ad lib and Tony Scott would come up to him like the Jerry Lee Lewis scene mm. was because he'd seen Jerry Lee Lewis on TV or something. And, and then the next day was like, look, we're going to, we're going to try the scene oh, you, right. and he can't play piano. So he's like, just pretend kind of thing. Um, and so they wrote on the spot, whereas Tom Cruise's character was obviously dialed in and, and yeah. uh, you know, was fought out and, and Tom Cruise was meticulous about it. Whereas I think he had a lot more freedom their chemistry is actually quite palpable. I think Tom Cruise and Anthony Edwards, they look Wait, like- they were two Mavericks. Fucking hell, it'd be unbearable, wouldn't it? Next day, they tried to take on Jester in the first dot, 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 question mark match. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you'd explained what happens here, I don't know, but Maverick is very good at flying, apparently. Jester tries to cheat by going under the hard deck. Don't know what this means, uh, but Maverick gets him. He then flies by the control tower really close. And the traffic controller says no, but Maverick does it anyway and buzzes the tower, makes a loud noise. The guy spills his coffee all over himself. Okay, now we're in slapstick territory. The the uh, again going back to the website that I was reading earlier about the the actual jet fighters that point out everything wrong in this section. They're like, you know, I've been in this guy a lot. I've done like. 10,000 hours in the sky. I have no idea what they're saying in this scene when it's like, when they're talking about where they are. <clears throat> they the and it time, doesn't right? make sense that after he's technically won the point, mm. assumably, he then is like, oh, I'm just going to go do the one thing that you told never to do and do a drive-by what, fly pass. What I don't understand is why. Yeah, <laughs> do, 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 unless, because I haven't seen the rules, do you get bonus points for pissing everyone off? Yeah, that's what I mean, what, <laughs> what's a dick? Like, you just get rid of him there and then, wouldn't you? Um, unsurprisingly, Viper, the head instructor, chews Maverick out for not following the rules. Hmm. Iceman says he doesn't trust Maverick and calls him dangerous, <laughs> which Maverick agrees with. <laughs> he goes, you're dangerous. He goes, yeah, I am. It's like, yay, I'm glad you've got my back. Yeah, so these, um, at this point, I start writing down the quotes that we've heard so far. This this is what one of our best ones is, uh, oh no, this, this might happen later, but so these are some of the quotes. 
Charlie says, my review of your flight was right on. To which, my review of your flight was right on, to which he replies, is that right? <laughs> yes, I've just said this right on. <laughs> um, it's like he's flying against a ghost. Yep. yep. Um, he's brilliant, but reckless. The, uh, he's a wild card, totally unpredictable, flies by the seat of his pants. So again, why is he here? <laughs> like, my favourite here though is coming up, and I think we're going to talk about it when uh, he has a, um, a, a, a an interaction with Slider. Have you gone past that bit? Maybe, say it. Where uh, Slider... So they, they go back to the classroom after he's had his scolding, he's telling off, he's oh, told, wait, you know. yeah. So they go back to the classroom and um, again, uh, he's, he's trying to pull Charlie. Oh, wait a minute. No, we are coming up to oh, that bit. Right. So, so after being chewed out by Goose and Maverick... Because uh, this is my favourite bit. This is the bit I want to talk about. After being chewed out, chewed out, Goose and Maverick argue, Goose has a family and can't afford to be kicked out of Top Gun. Mm. But... Why would he get fired? He'd still have a job. He's yeah, still, a, just, he's still just, a fighter pilot. He'd just not be in Top Gun. <laughs> it turns out that Maverick has a chip on his shoulder as his father disgraced the Navy somehow. Don't worry, it's the first time it's come up. <laughs> but also, I don't understand this. Does Top Gun give you money? <laughs> is that what it is? Because why is Goose worried that he's going to lose his family? <laughs> it's like, it's like you're in Top Gun now. No other fire pilots exist. Yeah. If you don't win, you, know, you, you lose do, your wife. You, you know that? Well, it's Meg Ryan, so maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, that whole scene, Michael Einstein, he's tried his hardest in the scene. Tom Skirrett and, and Einstein is the two kind of veteran senior I don't know, commanders in it. Ironside at this point, and if you didn't know the film was called Top Gun, he's wearing a hat that says Top Gun, just in case you drifted off. <laughs> but Constantly. Ironside does that thing where, I like Ironside and, and just about everything he's in, but he just does that thing all the time where he like looks off into the out the window. He's reckless. He's a loose cannon. And I'm just like, this is so cringy. At the time, it probably was exciting, but... Um, at a class, surrounded by other pilots, Tom Cruise, Maverick, makes an idiot of himself by again trying to pull Charlie. Charlie pies him off, but secretly writes him a note. Mm. And then you're with your slider. So slider says, crash and, crashed and burned whilst, and I don't understand this, he's holding a model airplane like you would give a child. <laughs> slider, slider, plane. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so he goes, oh, you crashed and burned. Tom Cruise leans in and just goes, slider. You smell. <laughs> Which again, I'm like, seriously, is that the line? Because everyone's sweating in this film. But of all the comebacks you could have come back with, like, you smell just seems like the worst. At this point, I, I was watching this this week thinking like, really? Like, that's the line. You smell. He really? does. Right. I'm just saying as well, this note says, don't be late. Mm. Right. So what do you do? He's a maverick, James. Um, how do you prepare for your dates? Oh, you know, I like to iron a shirt. I like to spruce up a little bit. I like yeah. to do some stretches. I don't know. Maybe yeah. loosen up with a game of volleyball. Yeah, volleyball. There you go. Um, the volleyball scene. I, I don't, I don't, I've just put the volleyball scene because I'll be honest, mate, and this is, this happens twice. I don't know how to put this into words that would do it justice. Mm. It's a lot of posing. It's a lot of naked bodies. It's a lot of man on man. But you could tell the one who's most conscious about their body is Anthony Edwards. <laughs> he keeps that shirt on. Because he keeps that shirt on and he just looks a bit sunburned. He don't, there's one of them that doesn't look like he belongs and it's Anthony Edwards. There, there are, there's a lot of sucking in, isn't there, in this scene? Um, also, I'd like to point out that Val Kilmer's not that buff. It's, uh, it's all about... It's all about Tom Cruise and Slider. And Slider might, you know, everyone takes, you know, Iceman's the villain. Mm. Slider's a dickhead. I really don't like Slider. 
This is also is cringeworthy because notoriously Tom Cruise is, is shorter than most yeah. of his co-stars and a lot of this film, particularly his scenes, uh, the love scenes with uh, Charlie's character, they had to dig trenches and put yeah. him on a box so they were the same height. Do you know the one thing they don't do that though? They don't do that with Anthony Edwards. There's several scenes where they stood next to each other and Anthony Edwards is towering over him. Yeah. Or even if they did do it, he still looks bigger than him. This whole volleyball scene though is cut yeah. so yeah. much that you're like, that it just... It just looks rubbish. It's just, it's just, you know, serve, spike, serve, spike. And, and it, it, it gets to the point where you're like, just sort it out in the locker room, boys. There's yeah. a lot of sexual tension going on. And also playing with the boys is playing. <laughs> playing just playing with the boys. Playing with the boys. Anyway, <clears throat> Maverick goes, he shows up late and stinking. <laughs> at this fucking woman's ass. He shows up late, knocks the door, she'll answer. So he creeps around her house. Again, predator, mate. <laughs> He's um, done he, this before. He asks if he can have a shower with the cheeky walker. <laughs> Wait, this person that you've only met like three times, would you, would you just go, oh, can I, I'm just going to use your shower. Don't ask, just assumes. Yeah. Uh, Charlie explains that, explains why she invited him over, wink, wink. She wants his big, thick, meaty mix story. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the base. Now this is weird because after a bit of floating about this mix story, Fucking Maverick says, I'm having a shower and then leaves. Yeah. Um, back at the base, Charlie and Maverick share a sexually charged elevator ride where it looks like Maverick has had that shower but not bothered to dry himself. <laughs> <laughs> so this was shot in post, wasn't it? Yes, because uh, she dyed her hair for a different film, which yeah. is why she's wearing a massive cap. That's definitely way too big for her. Yeah, the, the audience uh, that they test screened on said that it was missing a sex scene. So they needed one to get him there and then obviously the, oh. the scene that follows, but... It must have been the 80s because next we have a Meg Ryan sign. Yeah, Meg Ryan, 26 going on 40. That that head does not age well in this film. Goose's wife and kid are here to have good times and be in love and all that jazz. Wow, I hope nothing happens to Goose. (laughs) In another class, Charlie says that Maverick's flying is bad and he makes the bad choices. Maverick doesn't take this criticism very well and rides off on his bike. Charlie, the rule follower... Nearly kills several people in a car chase. (laughs) This is is, is it. I mean, if you had lost it in this movie already. She fucking nearly kills several people. The the sexual tension builds up between them two. She's like, my assessment of your flat was right. Is that right? You're dumb, Tom Cruise. He then spits his dummy out, gets on his motorbike and gets all sad. Doesn't he drive to her house? Yes. <laughs> so, so then she chases it. And then she has a go at him. He's like, you, you, you drove like a maniac, almost like a maverick. Yeah. That's my job. And, and like all these other cars are swerving because these two are like racing back to hers. And right. So if you and I got in a fight, I wouldn't then go to your house. <laughs> I would, oh, fuck you. I won't ever see you again. I'm off to your house. And what if she didn't? Well, she didn't go with. <laughs> What's she going to do? No, just, just hang around the and have a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so my favourite bit is, she tells him she acts like this. Uh, sorry. She tells him she acts like she doesn't like him, so the other pilots and us, the audience, don't realise she's falling for him. Oh, man. It's not hard to fucking, like, fool them, them uh, other pilots, though, is it? 80s sexy scene, maybe the 80s defining sex scene with that fucking song, which i like to point out, started playing when the th- previous thing where he's talking about having a shower and yeah. has been playing non-stop for the last 10 minutes and crescendos here with dun, 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 dun. I hate Berlin. I hate this song. It's a shit song. Um, It's really bad. Yeah, added sex scene. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. after this, different Maverick. 
high five uh, high on the uh, on the tarmac as they go mm. to saddle up for another training session. Well, it's funny you should mention that. So bearing in mind that we've seen him fail and buzz the tower, there's still only two points in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a day he's had as well. Like last like 24 hours, he's had volleyball game, <laughs> stalking someone, sex scene. Now two going point, back in the air. Two points in it, mate. What, what my bit of this is, so this is the infamous, I have a, I feel the need for speed and then mm. the high five, like the trailer sequence, isn't it? Like it this the, is all it bit. is, mate. So, you know, I get it. What I don't get is they're walking to the plains. Hollywood's eating an orange, and I can't not see that. <laughs> Why? What's he? Right. I've got so many questions about this. What's he do with the peel? Good point. Do 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 the planes have a bin? Yeah. Or is he just going to leave it on the tarmac? He's probably going to leave it on the tarmac. Also, why not eat in like the canteen mess? It, 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 I don't know. How long has he had that orange? <laughs> because. He's put his jumpsuit on and he's got all this flight gear. And then as he goes, do you think he went, Oh, what's that? Oh, I just grabbed that orange on the way out. I skipped lunch. Do you know what I mean? Or oh, I just need a bit of vitamin C. I don't know. What is he doing with his orange? I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm just going method. <laughs> Fight pilots eat oranges. I'll eat an orange. Well, you know, Maverick, mm. class does not get better for Maverick. With Viper flying another aircraft, Maverick abandons his wingman against the advice of Goose and everyone. This whole scene, though, everyone looks a dick in this scene. Yes. So it starts off Maverick looks a dick. So he's he's the wingman of, is it Hollywood, who's got a tail on Jester? Yeah, so it's Hollywood. Hollywood's about to take on Jester. Jester. But he sees Viper, and Viper's there, obviously, to tease, to see Maverick. So he yeah. he'll abandon his wingman. And, which he does. Which like he a does. mob to the flame, mate. And he's like, oh, I want, I, I really want. He wants Viper because Viper's yeah. the head instructor. Exactly. No one's got Viper. Maybe bonus points. Because it turns out that Viper's already got Iceman. So if he can get Viper. So I don't know what the point system is, is this... but if he gets Viper, he'll be in the lead for the Top Gun, which means he'll get more money, which means he'll be the only flight pilot in existence because because if he doesn't win, mm. Goose loses his family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's explained. 20 points to Gryffindor. I think Iceman Slytherin. I don't know. This is this is the equivalent of like when you play Space Invaders and the top mothership comes up and yes. you've only got a certain amount of time to get him. I think also... Or, or Goose loses his family. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if he gets him as well in the sea, in the sequel, him and Sean Connery are on a different planet. I think <laughs> yes, that's how yeah, this that makes works. Sense, yeah. um, basically, he ends up having a really good dogfight, apparently. Mm. Um, but he gets caught because it turns out that Jester took out Hollywood and came back from Maverick and How? got him from behind. I, I fuck knows. We missed that scene. The plot, mate. And <laughs> the, the best thing about that is, so this whole sequence then, and like no one thinks to say, oh shit, uh, he's just got me, I'm out. Or yeah, no, one, like, no one thinks to tell oh, him. Watch out, hello. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and then, uh, then Goose is like, oh, I wasn't checking me six. Well, you don't got eyes in the back of your head, Goose. I've got one better. So Tom Skerritt, Viper, he keeps saying, come on, come after me, kid, come after me. And he does, Tom Cruise gets there. And then he says, oh, some of the best flight, this, kid, this kid's good. Uh, how? He's behind you. Yeah. He's, 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 he's gone just, into your trap. He's literally just behind you. <laughs> and and he still hasn't got you. Yeah. Anyway, they, they stood in the shower. <laughs> Einside games in and goes, that's some of the best flying I've ever seen. How? He didn't do anything right up until the point you died. But he didn't die because you're looking at him. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this bit. Post-shower debrief. Everyone's in towels. Iceman gives a talk down. Like, it's a bit odd, isn't it, by this point? Is, is it, we just want to know which side. It's not your, it's not your flying. It's your attitude. Mm. There's, there's bad guys out there. And there's bad guys in here. Whose side do you want? Oh, no, I'm just going to say here. At the minute, Iceman's, Iceman's brought up 
concerns. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't disagree with them. You should have gone to HR, James. <laughs> should have gone to HR. Right. <sighs> you tell how much hairspray is in this film, because even after a shower, Valcoma's hair is right up. The race for Top Gun winner and champion of the base is still on, but it's only between Maverick and Iceman because they're the only people talking about it. <laughs> There's only one point in it now. I still don't understand how. <laughs> Yeah, there's no lights cutaway to a leaderboard, is there? No. And a montage of people like, what I wanted to see was Tom Cruise in his ship flying through a giant hoop in the sky. <laughs> oh, 10 points. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like maybe Iceman comes down, parallel parks, five points, Ooh. leaderboard. We see the change of positions. That would be really cool. Yeah, one of them just cleans his engine afterwards. One of them, like, picks up the orange peel. <laughs> yes, bonus point. It was Hollywood had him. That's why the orange was there. That's, that's where the point came from. Um... The next exercise has Maverick being Iceman's wingman. They're not. They're in competition, but he's trying to learn his lesson here, Maverick. So there's three baddies. They go after one, but he's going to stay. He's going to be Iceman's wingman, but Iceman gets in you, his way. I like how he's skipping all the Meg Ryan, Great Wars of Fire yeah, scene, don't care. need to. And more motorbike riding as the sun sets well, that, or sun's going up, I there, don't know. There's a point I didn't really understand here, and it's why I didn't want to bring it. It's like, he's got this girl. And, and Meg Ryan says, oh, I, I'm in love with you. Uh, he, sorry, he's definitely in love with you. All these women's hearts are breaking. And she comes up with the line, uh, this is why I didn't write it down, take me to bed or lose me forever. The second, the latter, mm. loser forever goes, trust <laughs> me, just for a career, no. And Meg Ryan the, does my head in. The, Tom Cruise does this a few times. Is like When he runs away from a situation in this movie, he goes back to looking at planes. So this, that, when, then he goes to a ship this time. Yeah, so, yeah, so, but I love the fact it's like he's trying, he's opening as a person. He's like, mm. oh, it's not just, Planes that turn me on. Yeah, Maybe giant naval <laughs> ships do. <laughs> the first time when he's like, I need to take a shower. But first, I must go look at some planes on the airfield. <laughs> and there's one scene as well that makes me laugh when it happens later on. But I'll, I'll come to that. But yeah, this one, he rides off with her. He's like, oh, let me take you to, do you know that thing we do all day, every day in the Navy? Yeah, let's do that. Let's go look at some ships. <laughs> oh my God, have you ever seen this before? It's like, yes. <laughs> look at that ship, it's not moving. <laughs> Well, maybe. <laughs> he sat there and goes, yeah, the best thing about this is this, when you get closer, it gets bigger. She's <laughs> like, you're a fucking idiot. Please let me off this bike and stop following me into changing rooms. <laughs> and please, for the love of God, have a shower because you sweat so much in this film. Um, they are hunting. Anyway, basically, they're in the sky. Iceman, I like this. Iceman, desperate to win, cuts in a way. And now this way you get the two different styles because the film's, you know, like, entering its third act now. So this is where you need character mm. development. Because Iceman's methodical, it takes him longer. The argument being Maverick flies by the seat of his pants. Oh God, yeah. So it's taking it's taking Iceman too long to get the lock. So Maverick's <laughs> trying to force his way in. I don't know what any of this means, but Maverick moves in position to take the shot, but he's caught up in the wake of Iceman's engine thing and mm. stalls the craft. The engines go down and they plummet to the ground. They can't reach the ejector seat. So Goose has to force the canopy open and Goose is forced headfirst into canopy and dies on impact. Mm. Pretty vicious way to go, Goose. It is a pretty vicious way to do it. The music that plays here, though, is weirdly more upbeat than I thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, well, it starts with Danger Zone. When we get back up in the sky, Danger Zone makes its third appearance. You've still got the sun rises, the planes go up, sun's blazing. I love the fact the sun goes up, but when he dies, the sun's setting because because the sun's setting in the atmosphere. <laughs> but then also, also this is, I'm going to keep going back to it, James. They're sweaty mm. at higher altitude in a ventilated cockpit and they're still sweating. I don't think these people belong here. They belong in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by this point. I do I like the whole Iceman this scene because like it shows that I suppose. The, the question that the film doesn't ask is actually, is the institution causing reckless behavior? And that's a more interesting narrative. 
and it's done better in other films. You look at films like uh, Men of Honor, even The Guardian, which we made fun of the um, oh, yeah. the, the uh, Kevin, Kevin Costner movie. and. The questions in that is, is uh, and I suppose even things like Full Metal Jacket and, and, and other movies, is, is does the institution cause them to break boundaries that and the result is people losing lives? And that is a much more interesting point. But w- what the film decides to go with is that Iceman just doesn't want to give up the top spot yeah. to Maverick. And then the consequence of that is Goose dying. Now, this is what... I don't know much about the military and I didn't want to Google this because this is near the end of the film. I don't really care. Maverick empties Goose's personal effects, goes around his house, mm. talks about how he can't carry on or anything. You know, he wants to retire, wants to leave. Takes his dog tags. Does that mean he took them off his body? Because don't you need them? One of them is to identify the body. You keep one, you send one off, don't you? Mm. Which means why has he stolen his dog tags from him? And why didn't no one like show up and go, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just this, just this. He's a maverick mate, he doesn't play by the rules. Anyway, he, he gives all the effects to Meg Ryan, except for the dog tags, which he keeps to himself. But don't worry, it's the last of Meg Ryan. It's the last <laughs> yeah. Meg Ryan talks about how this death has affected Maverick and doesn't really seem to care that she's left her, that her child has been left without a father. <laughs> it's brutal, isn't it? It's fucking brilliant. Maverick is cleared of any wrongdoings pretty quickly, if you ask me. Not much of, not much of an investigation. What, what we're missing by this point as well, before we go to Meg Ryan and all that lot, we have a brooding Tom Cruise, obviously upset, his best man's just uh, died. But we have another meeting that takes place in a bathroom slash shower where Tom Cruise is in just his white pants. It touches his bum as well. Tom's yeah. great, touches his bum. Another half-naked man in his pants talking to the commanding officer. Now, I put here a question Imagine your boss walking in after you just had a shower and deciding now's the best time to talk about a very tragic event. Could you imagine that? What I love about this as well, it's my favourite thing which I remember about it, is Tom Scott Viper goes, Goose died. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I was there. Yeah, he's like, gotta let go, you know? Let go, concentrate on this fake trophy. <laughs> but literally, that is his prep toy. His prep toy is like, gotta let go, man. These yeah. things happen. Maverick is cleared of any wrongdoing and it's pulled back in the air almost immediately. Yeah. He's lost it. The fear has him now, James. But that killer instinct he, is gone. He's lost his maverick ability to be a maverick. <laughs> um, but that killer instinct is gone and he's lost his edge. No longer the cocky pilot he was. Apparently he's not much of a pilot at all now. He disengages from combat and gets into a fist fight with Sundown, the true MVP. Yeah. What I love about this is no one gives a shit at this stage that Goose mm. is dead now. No. <laughs> so it's Move over. On. And where does Tom Cruise then go? For a drink? And where is the bar? At the airport, <laughs> where he just cannot get away from planes. I put here, we get it. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't write that. I didn't even notice that. I've got. Yeah, she goes to chase. No, I was going to say Charlie has used all that knowledge <laughs> to get a job in Washington to DC, so she can fuck off now, leaving Maverick doubly alone. Yeah, well, she goes to see him, and he's having a drink at the bar. But yeah, the bar just... is at the airport, <laughs> which is really weird. I love the fact that she, you know, you haven't got like cell phones or anything. She just instinctively knew. Yeah, she's here somewhere. Must be at the airport. She checked. She checked the boat with no with the boats moored. It's like he's not here, so he must quite clearly. He's be not riding up and down the, the uh, runway where the planes are trying to take off. He's got to be at the bar. He's not in the shower. How great would it be if, if the opening scene if, when he gets to Top Gun, he's going up the motorway, the fucking plane just lands on him. <laughs> Get out of the way, you dickhead. She's like, I'm just looking for Maverick. Where are you going to go look? Ladies' toilets. That's a bit nice. No, trust me. Trust me. <laughs> so, it's only there. three places it could be. Women's toilets, that ship that we see every day, airport. Wait, I haven't seen it for a while. Maybe he's driven to my ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe he's in my house while I'm here doing something. <coughs> oh, it's very funny. I enjoyed that. Um, fuck me. Viper won't let Maverick quit, so he invites him round for a barbecue, but doesn't introduce him to his family. <laughs> What's weird is his wife knows him. It's like, mm. come in, Pete. Would you like a drink? It's like, when did we get introduced? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Viper explains that his father was actually a good pilot, and due to the classified nature of his father's mission, the world will never know the heroics that he performed. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> It makes no sense, but... Joe, fuck, I don't need to be a maverick anymore. (laughs) That's why he then changed his name to Rule Follower. (laughs) So, uh, Maverick has a choice. He can either quit, but he has has earned enough points to graduate from Top Gun School, which means he can still be a pilot. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's true. But he has lost the house trophy to Iceman. Didn't get enough house points. That's the problem. So, Maverick goes and he graduates and he... Congratulates Iceman and Slider. Slider just is a dick. I don't like Slider. Uh, I, do, I do like that. I do like that Iceman is 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 the winner. Yeah, because you know it, I don't I don't think I don't think that you know rule breaking pays off with these kind of movies, James. No, no, not at all. Right now, are you ready? Everyone's celebrating what's been a grueling week with the death of a loved one. Mm. You know, there's a brotherhood, I assume, yeah. that despite the fact they haven't mentioned it, everyone's told him to get over the death pretty quickly, mm. but they have lost Ghost. They're all drinking champagne. Fuck it, you've got a mission. It starts tomorrow. Mm. <sighs> right, sorry. Uh, 24 hours later, they're on the Indian Ocean. Sorry, here we go. Is uh, it the real deal? So they're in the Indian Ocean on the USS Enterprise? Back yeah, to the ship yeah. at the start of the beginning. Um, there is a mission. There's more of these MiG-28s, mate. <laughs> and this is where the point went, what country are they from? Googled it. No country in particular, which just yeah. means there's some MiG-28s in the sky. Don't question it. Yeah, we're not allowed to say Russian. We're, we're not allowed to scare say people. Or Cuba, which is what they originally trying to do. Yeah. Um, I like, I'll put it here, 24 hours later, Indian Ocean, the real deal. This is it, boys. This is what all that volleyball <laughs> paid off for. <laughs> Um, there's only two MiGs in the sky, so we're only going to send up Hollywood and Iceman. Mm. Maverick's going to be in reserve. However, when they get up there, it turns out you can't read a radio for shit, a radar for shit, because there's five. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Hollywood is taken out. Dies, mm. but no one gives a shit about Hollywood. He doesn't die, does he? You do see him. Oh, yeah, him. that's true. You only see one shoot, though, and it's supposed to be two of them. Maybe the other one died. We don't Tom Cruise go up on his own. No, he goes. No. Oh, Did no, he doesn't. He goes for finger, doesn't Mate, he? Because yeah. that's the point I'm going to make here. Um, during the mission, when the Top Gun graduates are outnumbered, Maverick, uh, Maverick is sent up after the thing he does. His new Rio, Merlin, and I'm just going to say that Merlin's floor flown with two people. <laughs> One of them turned out to have a mental break. Well, it turns out that Maverick, somehow, because he didn't learn his lesson the first time, gets caught in the wake of a jet. <laughs> Goes into a spin. <laughs> Merlin instantly thinks, I wonder if I'm going to die like Goose. At least Goose got some screen time. <laughs> yeah. I do like this bit as well, where like they send Tom Cruise up, not in a hurry, because no. he kind of like slowly walks up. Then there's this big shot of like, again, sunset, sunrise, I'm not entirely sure. The silhouette of Tom Cruise as he goes up. And then the scene is then, it's, it looks brilliant. Like the, 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 the jet is like tied down to the, to mm. the, to the ship and so it looks where, great there's a bit where he tries to wrestle a missile but then it. he does that he's kicking the tyres you know what I mean like he kind of goes up to it and he's like oh I best look like I'm checking the plane wiggle the missile what have you done if that had fallen off exactly yeah yeah. I mean he probably wouldn't have blown up the ship but it, it's not good is it <laughs> Um, on his way up there 
Um, oh, afterwards, afterwards, because there's five, and they, they ask the question, "Why didn't you send more up?" It's because it, the ship just breaks. <laughs> Did you hear that? It's just like we're gonna send up more five parts. Like, no, it's broke. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucked, mate. <laughs> How long is it gonna take? Ten minutes. The guy's yeah. like, it, "It'll be over in ten minutes." It's just like it's still like fifteen minutes of the movie. That's probably and the not. amount of sweat down there as well. Like this, then was that room was stink. Must have stunk, mate. Um, but he gets caught in the wake and starts freaking out. Um, his new Rio Merlin can't get through to him and Maverick starts asking Goose for advice. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me. Goose probably tells him to do his fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> because he turns around, he saves the day by shooting his missiles and becomes friends with Iceman, throws his momentum of Goose in the ocean and gets over his death pretty quickly. Yeah. <sighs> and then randomly, because I was just done, done by this point, he rejoins Charlie and gets the choice of any assignment he wants. He chooses to become an instructor at Top Gun High School. But my point was, from the beginning, you can only join it if you win. So fuck you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> you didn't win. You don't get to become an instructor. Fuck you. Enjoy whatever it is that happens once you graduate Top Gun High School. <laughs> I do like as well, there's the exchange in there of Iceman. Like, you could be my wingman. It's like, yeah, you could be mine. <laughs> It's like you're dangerous. It's like, yeah. It's like, it's like, how's Goose's death affecting you? Not at all. Now I'm going to go throw the last memento I've got at him in the ocean. Oh, I just wish it played out with boys will be bored. Playing with the boys was on and they just went back to the volleyball. They just fucking wrestled each other. <laughs> Mate, it is, it is a tour de force of rubbish, Top Gun. I'm sorry it is. I, I, I just didn't enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it more laughing at it than I did... And I mean laughing at it in the best way. Like, I, and, and I know that sounds like a fucking oxymoron, but... I'm going to tell you something now, which has shocked me. I was really fun to see a film that didn't have any CGI in it. Yeah, that, yeah. No, I, I've got to admit that, bearing in mind recently I've just watched um, Guardians, not Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the, the Marvel one. It was really refreshing to see an actual light like an actual mm. physical film. And I've forgotten how much I've really missed that. I, I probably can't put, my, I can't, probably can't make it a single point thing because there are films that I love that don't age well. There are characters that um, I'd not, I don't agree with their motives, but I still root for. You know, there are films where soundtracks are terrible, but I still like it. Top Gun to me is the exception to the rule because I think it's just all of those things together just great on me to the point that I just can't, yeah. I can't enjoy it. And the only time I'll ever enjoy it is doing what we've done now. And that's actually just in a, in a lighthearted way, just poking a little bit of fun at it. It's the only, but there are films like that, that, that I can't take seriously. Like yeah. films like Saturday Night Fever and this are films that, unless you're going to poke fun at He-Man. I love He-Man, the Masters of the Universe. But you have to take fun of it until the skeletal scene at the end, because that bit is bitching. <laughs> but up until that point, it's just laughable. It's just, the 80s is just like, Fuck it, that'll do. Do you know what I mean? That attitude of just, how do we get here? It doesn't matter. No one's going to question it. And then here we are 30 years later, we're questioning it. <laughs> you know, it was a simpler time for film. And some of those films get through when they pass the test, but Top Gun to me doesn't. No, it's still, still not changing. Do you like mind. it, honestly? I don't know. I, it's, it's over the top. It's, it's boyish. It's one, it's a, it was a film that middle-aged white men made for middle-aged white men. <laughs> There's no... You're right. There's no character for anyone. Mm. Like Maverick starts off being a really good pilot who has a self-confidence problem after a loved one dies. And then he ends the film, pretty good pilot. Mm. Iceman is a pretty good pilot. Stays a pretty good... His, his character changes in the last two minutes when he goes, oh, you're dangerous, but I don't mind you now. Yeah. <laughs> the characters are horrible. Like, even like the character of Charlie, she, like literally, if he didn't see that MiG... So I mean, she would not have been interested in him mm. in the slides. I think the Goose's death changes the story. 
because they did the wrong job because it's only framed through how it affects Maverick. Like, it's really weird that Goose dies and we never see Meg Ryan. We see her once to explain what his death is. It, it, it feels wrong. It's like, oh, he gets over that death pretty quick. Main character she, telling even, him. And, she, and she's even like, oh, he loved you. Yeah. He's still making it about him. Yeah. It, and then like Tom Scare is mm. like, like, yeah, it's over. Get over it. And mm. and even Charlie is like, yeah, go over it. <laughs> Just, I think the, the other thing, if you compare it to a film <laughs> close to this in release day, if you look at a movie like Aliens, mm. you know, when you look at the platoon of soldiers in that, that you don't get on with and are very macho and they're very alpha and everything. But they get their comeuppance and that serves the story and yeah. their character. It's like, you know, in cinema, you're supposed to root for the one that isn't arrogant and isn't full of themselves and, and stuff. And Top Gun, it just, I don't know, I'm not saying that they all needed to die by any standards. I just, <laughs> I just mean like, it, I just can't root for any of the characters in that movie. So I guess I didn't really like it. I, I never really thought it was a great. I really liked, of the trilogy of what I call Tom Cruise 80s films, is this one Days of Thunder and another one, I can't remember. Which I think you got, that was Tony Scott as well, I think. Yeah, this is one I prefer. I think yeah. Top Gun's the best one. But at the same time, I too much, I ain't seen it in like 10 years. Legend's the best one, mate. Ah, oh, the 80s. Yeah, you go, mate. I'm going Legend. Um, I didn't, I didn't like it. I can't say that I liked it. I, I like you. I, I, My fond memories of dad poking holes in it. Mm. My fond memories of this is listening to you. You had done some great jokes today, by the way. You. Is, is you Is you taking the piss out of it? Those are my fond memories. When I was watching this film, I was thinking, oh, this would be fun to take the piss out of. But mm. I am going to have to admit, I really like how it's edited. I really like the stylized. Bearing in mind that the action of two planes kind of chasing each other isn't that exciting. There's only very little like action in an action-packed film. I do kind of want to see Top Gun Maverick. I do actually want to see it. So... Maybe I do like it on some sort of like subconscious level, but when it comes out, I know for a fact about, I actually do kind of want to go see Top Gun Maverick. I probably will watch it when it's on Sky Cinema. Mm. That's probably when I watch it. And it will be so quick nowadays as well that yeah. it comes out. I don't think, with the films that are out and the limited time I have because I'm having a little one and everything, I don't think it's going to be my cinema trip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not to say, I, you know, there are elements, I agree with you, the cinematography, the, the kind of, it pushed the boundaries, I guess, at that time. Um but it's just not for me. Top Gun is just not for me. And um, the soundtrack might be universally praised, but overall, I fucking hate most of the songs. I like Danger Zone. The rest of them can fuck right Danger off. Danger Zone's a banger, mate. It is, but... Dum, 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 dum. And I don't. <laughs> Berlin. <clears throat> yeah, and the only other thing is, well, it's, it's weird. After you get used to Tom Cruise being Mission Impossible onwards, and then you go back to like early Tom Cruise with the kind of the monotooth the, the, the almost mono brow yeah. and uh, the, the higher pitched voice. You're like, you know what Tom Cruise is going to become and you can see it is a vehicle for that, but um, it's not, <laughs> it's not the one for me. Yeah. It's, it's a weird film. Mm. It's weird, but completely, <coughs> completely off topic. It was really nice to see a film produced by, is it Joel Silver and uh, Bruckheimer? Mm. He, that, that to me, seeing that, that's been a nostalgia, mate. Cause, yeah. cause that, that makes me think of like the rock and stuff like that. Yeah. I think I think you know we do actors and you know we do directors sometimes. It might be really cool to take on like producers, like right? producers, because yeah. they are oh, probably. But the problem with time is now they're all probably I don't know Nazis or something. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, that's our episode on Top Gun. Do let us know if we got it right, got it wrong. Uh. You know. Do do let us know. Like I say, all these episodes are going to be just breaking fun at stuff. Exactly. Um. You know. I don't know. I could. What I know about fucking aviation and, f and planes I could write on a fag packet I don't know anything so my, my, my favourite memory and it's the number one memory is you know the scene where Maverick's got to get to Iceman before he gets shot mm. and you mentioned it earlier it's why I didn't bring it up is that he says I'm going supersonic 
I'll be there in 30 seconds. And he presses a button and his fuel tank drops. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing you thought you might need <laughs> to get somewhere. Yeah, my favourite bit is when uh, when Slider gives him a talk down and he leans in and just goes, you smell. Because <laughs> that, that's a level of maturity. <laughs> right. If you don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye.